Perfect. Yes, hello everyone. How's it going? What's the crack? My name is Michael and welcome back to a brand new episode of the McLeod podcast. Uh, we're back, but unfortunately we're back on Zoom, but for good reason. Uh, I've got a very special guest lined up for everyone today, uh, one that was quite popular when I told people he was coming on, so he'll be delighted about that. Uh, joining me today is Dara, or aka the, the Guinness Guru. How's things? Things are good. Yeah, my, seat, my ego feeling good after hearing your <laughs> fans are happy to hear I was coming on. So, Well, fa- fans um, would be a stretch. Uh, p- people didn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, you're like five people that know you. Yeah, uh, yeah all good, mate. I'm calling you Mick, yeah? Mick's fine, yeah, 100%. Nick Lav, yeah, all good with me, and glad to be on, and I see you're in your Armagh jersey, uh, I think I'm, yeah, definitely, I've probably talked about in Armagh a little bit over the last few weeks, because of my little journey up there, so shout out everyone, Armagh, up the north, and yeah, what's the crack? Yeah, well, uh, we'll get on to that in a minute, but <laughs> before we go any further, um, I always do this at the start of every podcast. I just plug the social media so people know where to find you. As everyone knows, myself is just at the McLeod Podcast. Dara, I'm assuming it's just the Guinness Guru right across the board, yeah? Yeah, right across the board. Um, YouTube would be my kind of favorite one. So if you, a lot of people, if you're following me on Instagram, go over to YouTube, subscribe to that, just the Guinness Guru. Um, YouTube and Instagram. TikTok was huge, but now it's just kind of sitting there randomly i don't really put anything on it so yeah youtube instagram the guinness guru you won't miss me <laughs> good stuff get on folks um so right let's go back to the start um tell us like what is the guru brand tell like from what i've read this this is your tech on barstool sports but with stout how, how did this come about what what's the crack with it uh how did the ideas sort of flow for it yeah um well whenever i'm answering that question i always have to give a shout and like i'll probably be doing this for the rest of my life as long as i'm doing guru but a guy called colsey who i'm from ashburn and me a guy called colsey um who is uh we wouldn't have been best mates he's a little bit older i just kind of knew him from ashburn he was always kind of coming up with new ideas for this and videos and this and that he saw i was kind of like that we weren't mates we just kind of knew of each other he saw that I was doing like, I was making shite random videos on, excuse the hiccups, on YouTube um, on an old page. Uh, there were nothing, I was getting like no views at all. He messaged me saying, any chance I could have a chat with you? And I'd be one of those people that's like, if you, if a randomer sends me a text, I'm just like, what is it to fuck? I'm not meeting you for a coffee in like a week. Like, tell me now what you want. <laughs> and he basically, he sent me the Barstool Sports uh, one bite pizza review and i had never heard of it and i'm ashamed to say it because barstool is literally like my favorite thing to consume now and uh, that was was right on about two years ago about august 2019 <clears throat> and he just said how are you dara i think the, if you don't know one bite pizza reviews is just a guy called dave portnoy he runs barstool sports goes to about a billion different pizza shops takes the pizza has a few bites gives it a score very simple but he's hilarious so it's it's very popular and Coles basically said, I think this could work for Guinness. And the funny thing is, everyone just think, well, not people don't really think, but I think people thought at the start, he just took the idea from pages like Guinness Advisor and Points of Plane, which are popular Instagram Guinness rating pages. Um, but he had never even heard of them. <clears throat> and I, I had you now. I even thought that myself. Uh, and then I just said, all right, Coles, sure. 
we'll see what happens. We did a little tester. It was obviously shite, but we said, let's go along with it. Did a few in Dublin and um, started hitting a few towns and then COVID hit. And then around summer last year, Cozy was just kind of too busy and there was nothing for him to really be doing anyway. He, he was kind of cameraman. I was on the camera writing the points. There was nothing for Cozy to be doing. We'd been in lockdown for about three or four months. <laughs> Excuse me. And he just said, look, I'm going to step away and leave you at it. There was no like bad blood whatsoever. We're, we still talk about it the whole time. Um, and he just wants to see it succeed, whether he's in or out. So he stepped away and I just kept doing random uh, videos during lockdown for like the last 18 months. And thankfully now, finally, the last kind of month, been back able to go to pub. So um, that's the that's the short version. <laughs> I don't know if I have time for the long version. No, that'd be the full hour. No. Uh, so you were saying that you, you got this sort of going about two years ago, like it was 2019, and you were sort of stretching the legs, and then the lockdown came. At what stage were you when the lockdown hit, and was it ever a, a thought of, I'm going to bend this off, or was it constantly straight away, like, I want to keep this going, I want to build the momentum over the lockdowns? Once the lockdown hit... I'd say we were just, it was just getting kind of popular. We were only doing local towns. So like literally places that are uh, close to Ashburn. And it was starting to get like, there was a couple of funny little things happening. Videos was starting to be sent around WhatsApp groups, you know, obviously that's what you want, the shares. And um, just as it was growing a tiny bit of them, now the, the YouTube channel still probably only had maybe, it's, it's on 10K now. And it it probably only had about, five or maybe 500 subs at that stage and i'd been doing it about nine months and and posting very regularly so um so it was only about 500 subs and then yeah lockdown hit. and instagram was literally on about a thousand so maybe two thousand and what happened with the lockdown i was just i just there was obviously always a thought of giving up but i just really thought if we gave it enough time it just kind of, you know, the way people always have a really good idea, but it just kind of takes the world to kind of catch on to it. Um, and I just said, like, I, I just need to maintain the audience I have throughout this lockdown, which obviously we all thought wasn't going to be that long. And then once I can go back to the pubs, we, we just keep going. And then lockdowns just kept going and just kept. And then, like, there wasn't, then there wasn't really a point where I was going to give up because I started posting these videos on TikTok. They started doing well. So it was always, it wasn't like, it was a slog, but I was getting results with it. And yeah. so like, it wasn't just like, I was, nothing was happening in those 18 months. Like in from lockdown, I probably went on YouTube, probably went from 500 subs to about maybe five or 6,000. And then Instagram, Instagram went up to about like 15 or 16,000 up until, yeah, up until whatever, like two months ago. So <clears throat> in terms of giving up, it wasn't really an option because I am the type of person that like, I'm, I'm still working as a painter decorator. I'm giving it up at the end of next month, thankfully to pursue this whole guru, whatever the fuck we're calling it. But I've always just been the type of person like outside of work, I've always just tried different things. I tried like, running events. I tried working in a gym, tried doing videography. Uh, none of it really worked out. I, when I tried videography, I was like, well, I actually prefer being on camera. I like making, yeah. video, I like filming, but I prefer being on camera. And so I was like, 
well, this is the last, this sort of media on camera kind of thing. This is the last thing I've any interest in. And if I don't pursue this, then there's nothing else. And I really am interested in it. It's what I really want to do. So I just, in terms of giving up, not, not really. I was just like, this is a good idea. I, more people just need to see it and I just need patience. And now it's, it's, it really is starting to kind of take off with just people. I just, a lot of people seem to be seeing it now, which is great. So. And even now yeah, when you're going, you're going into the pubs and stuff, you're being recognized. How does that feel? Uh, it feels like, is probably a weird answer. I probably should say like, oh, it's, it's so weird. I never would have expected it. But like, it feels right because if I'm going to grow this thing to be yeah. where I want it to be, that should be happening. Like I should be going into pubs and especially if it's a group of young lads. If, I go, if I've been doing this two years, I go into a pub and a group of young lads, not one recognizes me, like I could probably pack it in. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it feels like, well, yeah, that's, it's unreal. Don't get me wrong. And it's like, it just feels like this is going in the direction I want it to go. Uh, now the likes of when I was in NSC and that was a bit fucking mad to be <laughs> honest with you. It's grand when you go into a pub and there's, I think it was, the, the, see, I get so confused all the pubs, all the, Toby Jug, that's an RMR, I think. Yeah. And I just, I went in like three or four lads there, recognized me, a bit of crack, was able to do the review kind of in peace with them watching that. That's what I love. Like when they're kind of staring at me, like, which sounds <laughs> crazy, but three or four people there, quite a pub. And you can kind of bounce off them now. And it's like the likes of the end of skill in that Charlie's place, which is a total madhouse. Like that's a, that's times where I think I need like a proper cameraman here, but we're working on that. Um, but yeah, when people recognize you, it's, it's grand for now. It'll probably like, if it gets bigger and bigger in the future, it might get like celebrities always say it's kind of annoying, but no, I, I just say to myself, that's how it should be if I want this thing to grow. So yeah, happy out. Um, going back just to the lockdown there, obviously it took away your main business model. It took away the idea of going to a pub, getting a pint. Oh yeah. Testing it. So you had to diverge slightly. You were doing all different things. You were testing different things. You were trying different things and you were even mixing Guinness, uh, yeah some crazy concoctions what was sort of the best that you discovered and maybe even the worst um it's gas that feels like so long ago because i haven't done it in probably it's probably only about it's probably about 10 months since i did the last one of them on tiktok um but yeah just for people who are unfamiliar like you need to realize that very little was happening for me i just like i said i just wanted to maintain my you know 500 youtube subs just i was literally just going to o'brien's off license and grabbing 10 random cans of craft beer coming home cracking open i'm reviewing this 200 views grand job if you got 500 views happy out um then lad i have to give him a shout out pint man appreciation is instagram page that's his name on insta and he sent me a yoke saying guinness and blue wicked you should try this for the crack like it was a thing already it was yeah. called the uh, fucking just getting some, I don't know what it was called. Um, and I tried it on Instagram, pretty popular, a few shares and stuff. Then I did, so we're in a feist, then I did Iron Brew. And I thought, I, everyone had been talking, not everyone, but a lot of the people had, uh, online had been saying, oh, just, I didn't know what TikTok was. I was like, oh, TikTok, yeah, that's what all the kids are on, yeah. Sure, I'll throw these fucking, I didn't even redo them. I just threw them, edited them for TikTok and put them up. Those three, I put them up in the space of like a day. And within that day, I had like, a couple of thousand followers and i was like right this tiktok is something something here <laughs> and then i just did one every day for about 
two or three months and then i just kind of said right lads i've run out of drinks and i don't want this to get boring so i'm packing it in but by that stage i had gotten three hundred thousand followers which was just ridiculous but the best one mick i still think it was the guinness and cranberry juice maybe just because it was it did so well on tiktok that's just in my head like it's just such fun memories but it was lovely guinness and cranberry juice and the worst well i i did do guinness and milk or, or was it just Guinness and chocolate milk or something? But that was just like, because I was running out of shit and I knew it would get views. <laughs> but obviously it goes without saying, that was just this vile and disgusting. Um, yeah, Guinness and cranberry juice, I'd say, especially on a hot day, like get it all nice and cold and it's not bad. I've only ever mixed Guinness once and it was actually by mistake when I was ordering at the bar. I was trying to get a pint of Guinness and a vodka blackcurrant, but the bar lady heard me wrong and I got a Guinness with a blackcurrant and just a single vodka. And it wasn't until I'd had okay. three sips in, I was like, what the hell is this? And then I realized that the, the purple was starting to come through on the head. And yeah, like I wouldn't I, even really need to call that mixing. That's like, that's just a, a yeah, thing, isn't a, it? Like yeah, people, it is, yeah. people have a bit of black current in the pint to take the bitterness away. Like, but um, yeah, I tried that. I wasn't really mad in it, to be honest. So it was weird. Uh, it was just uh, whenever I first did it, or when I took the first couple of sips, it almost felt sacrilegious. I thought I was going to start burning to the ground. I was like, you should never, never mix Guinness. You know this. <laughs> this yeah, jeez, I've I've fucking heard that one all right over the last over those few months on TikTok. It's, it's I watched so one funny. Like recently, um, the Guinness and Iron Brew, it looked crazy. Just even to look at, you know, it's just well, that was like I think that was why the TikToks did so well, purely because of the visual. So yeah. if people haven't seen it, I would put the, what did I do? I put the sugary, you have to make sure there was sugar in it, sugary drink in first, kind of a bit over half. And you'd use the spoon to drop the Guinness on, literally Guinness like slowly fell on top of it. And it would, it would be divided. Guinness would literally be sitting on top and it looked so cool. I think people were just like kind of enamored to use a fancy word by it. And they just, and that's why it did well on TikTok. Um, so you've been going around, you've been traveling. You've been you've been trying these different pints all over the place, uh, and then you went straight into the belly of the beast. You went straight to the brewery itself, and straight up to the gravity bar. Uh, what was that experience yeah. like? Knowing that you were going straight there to the people that make this drink, and you were going to not criticize it, but give it a, a fair and honest, you know, critique right in front of their faces. Yeah, I liked it. Like I, I again, I people like 99% of the people if you put a camera in their face they would be like oh jesus so turn that off i am just i just enjoy it like i don't know if i have a big ego or what but like i just enjoy being on camera and making videos and like i actually like when it's a bit more of a high pressure video wherever it's just like on some round like because i know people want to see it you know people want to see the guinness guru in the fucking guinness gravity bar and that was like, I, I won't lie to you, I had been in that gravity bar three or four times before I did that video. And <clears throat> like, again, I've no loyalties to Guinness. The, the point, sorry, Mick. <clears throat> the point in the gravity bar in the Guinness storehouse is not a great point. Everyone, anyone will tell you that who's been there. Yeah. Obviously the tourists go like, oh yeah, Guinness, great. Oh yeah, but they don't, they haven't tried the likes of, like I sound like such a snob, but like we've all had a really good point of Guinness. And if you compare it to that gravity bar, it's not good. And like, I knew that would be a crack going in. And when I got it, now I wasn't like, they weren't staring directly at me, but they knew I was there to do it. Um, 
they even some lad like working there gave me a couple of cans of Guinness on the way in. It was quite random. And then another the guy at the top of the gravity bar, they actually have two gravity bars now. And he said, you can go into the empty one if you're doing your review or whatever, but we won't watch it. I was like, grand. I, I think I gave it like a 7.2, which isn't a bad score, but how I, I'll never understand how the Guinness gravity bar doesn't have the best point of Guinness in Ireland. And people have commented that like, like the same, like, agreeing, but no one has been like, I was there and it's like a nine out of 10. It's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's so high up in the sky and they can't <laughs> travel up all the stairs. I, I honestly don't know, but how they can't get it good is just blows my mind. And I'd love to talk to them about it, but Guinness are just the type of company. They wouldn't even entertain the idea of talking about that. If you're mentioning anything that even like where you're saying like every point of Guinness in the world isn't a 10 out of 10 they won't entertain you they'll be like no yeah. they, they just shut you right down they're such a kind of PG like total line kind of company and look they make a great product they market it well but I just wish they were a bit more crack because it would be great for me but <laughs> yeah. they aren't they just aren't the there's always this not a saying <laughs> but I would probably call it a myth that uh, the further you travel away from Ireland the worse the Guinness gets so if you go abroad you'll not get as good a start or you know even if the likes are coming up to Belfast they always say you know and you're saying that how the best pint isn't in the storehouse how does that how do you react to that sort of myth is that true you know is the, are the best pints in closer to Dublin and the further you get away are the worse or you know what sort of the crack with that um I'll be totally honest with you Mick before I went up north I probably, and this is the thing, I hadn't even ever really tried pints up north. It's just such a, uh, an ignorant, like, southern Dublin, me, where the fuck kind of thing. Before I went, I went up four weeks in a row up north uh, to four different places, Belfast, Derry, Armagh, and Eskillen. And I would have thought before, yeah, I probably won't. They'll probably be all right. The pints probably all right, like like sixes and sevens out of ten. Yeah. I think in every town, I I the top I rated was like 8.4, 8.5, which is huge score for a pint. Like I'd rarely give Atten more than an 8.5. Like, um, so I think it's, if you say, if anyone says Guinness isn't good up North, I think it's bullshit. I think it's, it's all about the pub, but I still would think when you go then abroad, when you leave the Island of Ireland, I just think they don't not like, unless it's, uh, stay a pub run by an Irishman who's run an Irish pub in Ireland for years and he goes abroad and he really cares about Guinness unless you have someone like that like in a pub in Ireland all the bar staff know that like Guinness is this great drink and oh you gotta get it right and you gotta put it in the right glass and you gotta do this and do that but abroad I just don't think they just treat it as like another beer and with beer you just pour it out the top and you serve it and with Guinness Guinness is precious. It needs you need to treat it like a woman. You gotta be soft with it. You gotta caress it. Do you know what I mean? And I just I just think that's the reason. But then I've been served pints by Irish people abroad, and they've still been shite. So, um, but it's funny you mention that. I can't really say too much, but there could possibly be something in the works in terms of me investigating does Guinness travel abroad um but yeah can't say much on that Mick <laughs> but keep an eye out it's just funny you ask because I would like to get to the bottom of it and, and hopefully I will yeah one of the things you mentioned there was 
you know, people in other places don't care about whatever glass and stuff it goes into. Old glass, new glass. Some people say, who cares? What what, no, are, I what, care. are, what are the yeah, oh I know, I know. <laughs> what oh, are I the what are the, what are the what are the clear differences? <laughs> Apart from the look, first of all, I prefer the old glasses myself. But why should people care? Oh, I people shouldn't care. Like I just can't. <laughs> I wish I didn't care. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna say we're like like that's pure owl lad like being like, no, everyone should hate the new I if you like the new glass, good for you. Like I just I thought I was getting oak. I thought it was growing on me and now it's grown off me. Like I, I just hate it. And I hate it more and more every time I get a point in it. It's it's the look. And there's just something about like the pint just never seems to be as creamy or something. Like it's you get that all Guinness glass and you got that kind of condensation on the side, a big thick head on it, and it just it's like a meal, you're like biting into it. It's so thick. I don't know. It, it is just a look. And obviously, like people say, ah, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Why do you care? But like, and it's not as if this is it's not like, oh, I've been when I started drinking Guinness. Sure, that new glass came out in 2012. Like, I hadn't even started drinking Guinness by then. So, like, it's not as if I'm like, yeah. oh, sure, I've been drinking Guinness 30 years and then this fucking new glass. It's not that at all. I just, I just hate it. I really do. And I don't, it's one of those things where, like, when I go into a pub and, and I always tell them, like, I'm, I'm it's called a Guinness Guru. I'm going to be right in your point, score out of 10. I'm doing a few pubs in the town. And when I say that to them, and then they still give me the new glass. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I feel sorry for them because I'm like, and I can't, usually I wouldn't tell them, oh, no, I'll put it in an old glass because I just drink what I'm given. But I'm like, how are you giving me, I've just told you I'm giving it a score out of 10 and you still give me a new glass. I don't know. People obviously just don't really know the crack, like, but I can't get over it. I don't know if I ever will. I just fucking hate it. <laughs> That's a personal thing. Yeah. Um. Right. Stick. <clears throat> Tell me about Maybe. it. Uh, for for someone that's hearing that for the first time, describe it because it's more than just the cream sitting on the side of the glass. It's it's become this sort of thing on its own, hasn't it? Really, you've sort of built this into a brand. <laughs> yeah, and shout out fucking Cozy, the the guy who started it with me. He the first the very first day, he was like, uh like oh shtick like we call it shtick. I, don't, I don't even remember what like it was him like so i think if i ever like if if shtick if we do like proper like shtick fucking that goes as its own thing he'll have to get some sort of cut in on that or something because he definitely thought of that um shtick yeah it's 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 for me, it's good. Uh, no, I would say good and bad, but it's, it's the only reason bad because everyone's just like, oh, stick, stick, stick. But it's <laughs> great because like you have a you have a thing people know you for. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's not just Guinness; it's also like the stick thing. So, uh, and it's funny because the word stick, like Americans would use that as like, oh, like my stick is that I go around drinking pints. It's like, oh, this is my funny thing about me. But then my stick is stick, so it's gas. But yeah, to explain it. So the technical term for it is, is lacing. And it's basically when you drink a pint and it's really creamy and the glass was dry, if the glass is wet, when the pint is poured into it, there'll be no stick, it'll just drip down, fucking miserable looking. But if the glass is nice and dry, clean properly, creamy head, you take a gulp 
produce a ring, take a gulp, produce a ring. You might take, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight gulps. There'll be five, six, seven, eight consistent rings on the way down on one side. Make, and if a tip, if you're trying to get stick, you have to drink the whole thing out of one side of the glass. If you'll have the rings on the one side, then you turn the glass around, you'll just ruin the whole thing. So make sure you kind of keep your hand on the pint and keep drinking from the one side. Um, yeah, again, it's just the rings, the lacing, but it's so much it's more than become, that. <laughs> it's become like my the thing that people know me like I don't just judge a pint and I think this is where yeah this is like whereas there was Guinness review pages before but they just they would just take a picture of the pint a full pint and then give it a score whereas I nearly care more about what the pint looks after than yeah. before and that's really turned into my thing which is great the uh, as you you've said you know this past 18 months or so it's been a been shit you know a lot of people have spent well everyone spent a lot of time indoors but shit. <laughs> uh good word for it <clears throat> yeah we're, we're finally getting back out um i know things are moving a wee bit quicker up here than they are down there but we're getting back into the pubs we're getting out for a pint like how what what is the like how would you describe the ideal experience of you know going out for a pint you know everyone knows you go out you have a bit of crack with the lads. You everyone talks about the shout. Uh, there's old fellas telling stories. There's a bit of music on, but like good pints, whatever. What sort of your ideal day out? You know, day on the pints, sort of. Um. Whoa, God, it's because you've got obviously it's fucking thousand degrees as everyone knows now. So you're kind of thinking summery, but my ideal will always be cold winter's night, cold December night walk into a pub not too big not too small um i'll be i'll be totally honest with you i don't really i'll like tr- people if like trad music playing in the corner wouldn't really if you're going to like dingle or something and it's a bit of, it's a bit of like a novelty yeah but it wouldn't be my, my ideal i'd literally i'd rather just music on in the yeah. background just like good music on uh or like a decent live band but like a bit far away from me <laughs> um <laughs> love a snug a snug with say four of my best mates and there's yeah there's light music on the background the pints have been given to us through the side now it's not I, i've done this once or twice in my life but pints have been given to you we all like to feel special and when the pints have just been slid to you through that snug window, you feel like you're in the fucking mafia or something. And like you're you're just the main man in the yeah. place and you're in the snug. No one else is looking at you and you're just absolutely talking, abusing each other, slagging each other, <laughs> talking shite, talking about sports, talking about tits, asses, and just being lads. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that either. People say, oh, lad culture is so toxic and all. It is in ways, but we are lads at the end of the day. That's what we talk about. It's what we like. And that's it. I'm, I'm simple. Like, just just no one. And a nice, a, a sound barman or barwoman as well. And 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 sitting by the fire. Yeah. And that's me. And I have a nice, warm, woolly jumper on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm simple. Just, just good company. And good company, good pints. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. You're mentioning there about the temperature. I think we've picked the uh, definitely the hottest day of the year to record this podcast because I am absolutely melting here. Um, (laughs) 
Guinness, um, Guinness on a warm day, yes or no? Yes, and I can say that because I, like the absolute warrior that I am, I wouldn't, I would have said I don't know this time last week, but Sunday just gone for my sins. I was down in Kilkenny, went to six, five or six different pubs, two of which I was in the sun, not in the shade. And the pint was still nice. Now you got to drink it fast. But yeah. that, when you, if you walk in the heat to a pub and you sit in the shade, one, if I'm if I'm in the shade, like game on, like Guinness all day. If I'm if the sun is shining on me, I might go for a fucking just whatever is the coldest thing they have, um, beer or probably not cider, but maybe. But Guinness on a hot day, I would I would say yes, and I'm not just saying it because uh, I'm the Guinness guru. It's it's still nice and cold, and I just like Guinness more than anything else. So yeah, it's yeah. A yes for me. You you put the poll up the other day. Um, what what was the, what was the popular vote? Yes or no? Fucking hell! I actually never checked the results. I could check it right now if you want. Yeah, it's it seems to be a sort of thing that people when they see the sun that the Guinness just is as an absolute no go. But I would, uh, I think I would agree with you in the sense that it doesn't really matter so long as it's nice. Yeah, I think that's like like even like five the last kind of two three years like Guinness has become so popular with younger people and I and just in general and I think people are are just more likely to drink it anytime whereas like five years ago it was like it was just an ongoing joke like I'm never drinking Guinness in the sun yeah 63% yes 37% no so yeah fucking see the thing is like <laughs> I'd say half my followers don't even drink Guinness which is a good thing <laughs> they're yeah. just following it because they enjoy it for uh, and it's a bit of crack like that's the best compliment i could get i've get i've gotten people say to me like especially young lads being like uh i hate guinness but i follow you because i like your stuff and i'd be like that's brilliant like that's, that's all good. i want to hear crack um you were mentioning there about um drinking in the winter drinking in, in you know the colder months uh one of my favorite things about the winter is one of my favorite times of the year all around is christmas the uh, yeah, same. The, the Guinness Christmas advert uh, yeah. is a is a staple in our household. You know, the first time that that comes on the TV every year, the TV's pause and everybody's called into the living room to say, "Quick, yeah, <laughs> the advert's on." Um, That's brilliant. We'll we'll watch it together, and it's just I don't know. There's there's a sense of what uh, what time what what day does it usually what date would you usually get any, it? Any November any time from the last weekend November onwards, yeah. Okay, so the they don't last, get to, the to piss too much. They don't do it like start in November. No, no. The last Saturday in November, usually when I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, John. Um, that's how I always remember it because you would have okay, you would have the Guinness advert, and then it would be the advert leading back up until the end of the program. Okay, very good. But um, yeah, you visited the the pub from from the advert I seen on your page, O'Connell's. Am I right? Um, yeah. Did you go in for a pint? Yeah, I've been there a few times. It's it's on it's in a it's in a town called Screen. Like I'm from me, like and it's in a, a Screen is only about 20, 25 minutes from me. And I know a good few lads from there. Um if you know Paddy O'Rourke, uh mead goalkeeper, former mead goalkeeper played for the played on the international rules team. Um it's his local. And when I was gonna do the video with him back in 2019 we went there uh, but i'd been there a few times it's a the locals there call it mrs o's um i don't even know what 
like something to do with some granny or something. You never know where these pub names come from. But really cool pub. Um, inside, yeah, like like to be honest, that would be when you say ideal place for pints and a, and a, and a I wouldn't even call it a session. I think a se- session kind of degrades it a bit. Like it's yeah, just I know what you mean. Five, six, seven, absolute creamy pints, and and you go in you, like that. Into Mrs. Always, but I'm very tall. But even the average lad probably has to duck in the door. It's tiny little spot. Those, do you know those wooden, rickety chairs that look unbelievable with the circular the bar the wooden bar stools that look like they fucking break if you sat on them. Yeah, and they're creaking. They're up against the the bar that hasn't been restained in about sixty years. L wanker of a barman, but he's sound really <laughs> if you get to know him. Yeah. Um yeah. Locals only sort of thing. Yeah, but sound as well. Yeah, you get yeah. some stare if you walked in and people didn't know you. Um, and into the right fireplace and smell of L crusty fags from fucking 50 years ago, but you just love it. Yeah. Um, so you've been trying, you've been trying out different stouts. Well. Just recently, you have you've been trying the Island's Edge. That uh, is it made by Heineken, I recall correctly. Yeah, made by Heineken. Um, uh, yeah, it was just something. Now, don't get me wrong. If I wasn't doing a Guinness gear, I'd have no interest in going out trying something like that. Um, but it's obviously good for content. So yeah, Heineken, who actually own Beamish and Murphy's, and a lot of people are saying, why don't they just start promoting Beamish and Murphy's a bit more? But I think those two are just kind of boat as the ship has kind of sailed on them yeah. we're trying to market them to young people they're just such outlaw drinks which Guinness used to be but it's more popular now with young people um so Heineken come up with Island's Edge I tried it didn't like it at all it was very smoky and uh, like it was like a char off it and I just I hated the glass and because of the glass it produces a head of about six inches and yeah I wasn't a fan but they are some people have said they like it so i would promote people to go and try it like why not you might like it but um yeah most most people i've spoken to haven't really been fans of it yeah um you went the whole way to kilkenny as you mentioned couldn't get a pint of kilkenny it's gone supposedly yeah fucking loud of bollocks me honest <laughs> to god that was like one of the big re- not i was going to kilkenny anyway but i was like this would be good for the video as well if i get a pint of kilkenny yeah. and it was a, such a hot day and i knew that would be a bit lighter than guinness and it was three or four pubs that I was told, oh, this place does Kilkenny. And everyone of them were like, no, no, try it. But if the funny thing is, they weren't even like, oh, no, it's it's been stopped. They're all just like, actually, no, try this pub, try this pub. So I kept getting my hopes up. And then they were crushed every time <laughs> I walked in and was told, no, nah, mate, we're not doing it. And, I was, and then someone was like, yeah, you can't get Kilkenny in Ireland. You can only get it outside of Ireland, which is bonkers because it's Sounds unreal. Bizarre. Yeah. What the never, fuck? Like? Never had it. Um, so few people send in a couple of questions we'll jump into them um just see what uh, first one what's what's the best draft pint that you would buy that you would buy that isn't guinness um oh like just just anything any um, any, any beer that you could buy that isn't guinness yeah well i'm i'm embarrassed to say i've never had a draft pint of now I, i'll go beyond stout in my answer but i'm just saying i'm embarrassed to say i've never had a draft pint of beamish or murphy's i, I think it's you kind of have to go to like cork to kind of get them on tap which i will yeah. um so that it probably would be one of them but i like i love i've hopped on the beer moretti bandwagon pretty hard right. as of late and 
the whatever way they're marketing it, their pints are really popular. I had a pint, I had a couple of pints of uh, beer Moretti. I was in Dublin like two weekends ago and I was in like restauranty places that didn't yeah. have Guinness and I don't like Guinness with a meal anyway. And <clears throat> yeah, a pint of beer Moretti, they get it, give you this nice glass and that is fucking tasty yeah. stuff. I, uh, I may or may not, and I'm not admitting to anything, but there is a beer Moretti glass in my kitchen. That was once of the ownership of a pub in Donegal just recently. But I had when I seen how nice the glass was, I was like, I, I have to take that. Yeah, Robin Bass, what's the name of the pub? Not telling <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I drank fucking 10 beer Moretti's before we started the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. It is a I, I don't know, just as you say, like it's sort of it's come not from nowhere, but like it's everywhere now. Do you know what I mean? I would I would say it came from nowhere, to be honest. Like it. I did a taste test with beer Moretti and Peroni. I had heard of Peroni. I did it last summer. Another one of my shitty lockdown videos, but I just kept the train going. And I was like, that beer Moretti is unreal. And, and do you know what? I actually prefer it now. You can get these little 330 mil like stubby cans. You can get a six pack yeah. of them. And it's like, a, they're like yellowy, pale yellow. And I just, I actually think they're even better than the bottles. Just like, if you're just going... Even if you're on a session and you want like 12 cats, 12 of those little bad boys, like yeah. they're just, oh, they're delightful. You drink them like water. But yeah, a pint of beer I'm right in the pub, unbelievable. The likes of Heineken, Coors, like I used to drink all them. I haven't drank them in yonks, so I wouldn't even know. Um, but yeah, beer I'm right. If I couldn't have Guinness, then it was absolutely sweltering out. Pint of beer I'm right, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, have you ever had, or what do you think of, a pint of Smithwick's with a Guinness head? I don't know how, but I've never tried it. All the different fucking stupid things I've tried, I've never tried it. I must. What a pint of Smithix. It's called a special, head. isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard of it until <clears throat> uh, someone, uh, my girlfriend, she goes to university up in Port Stewart, and she told me that it's really popular up on the north coast. So yeah. No, I, I I'm ashamed to say I haven't tried it, but I 100% will in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um. Someone's asking here, are, are dark fruits, uh, are dark fruits a quote-unquote woman's drink? Dark fruits like Copperberg. Like a Strongbow or a Magners or a Bummer's dark Yeah, see, see, we don't, do you have that up there? We don't even have that here. Yeah, yeah. I've only tried that. I, I actually have, I wouldn't, if I hadn't gone, I have a mate who lives in England who introduced me to that a few years ago. And if you, if he, if that relationship didn't exist, I'd be sitting here scratching my head saying, what are you talking <laughs> about, Dark Fruits? I have had it. Um, I I liked it as well. Uh, I thought it was a great hangover drink when you're dying. And yeah. I know it has this name of being like cheap and scaldy and stuff, but I couldn't give a shit if something cost a pound or a fucking 10 pound. If, if I like it, I like it. So now Dark Fruits, fucking plow on, especially if you're, I wouldn't just go to a pub randomly like a Dark Fruits, but Hot Day, you might be going on a rollover, a couple of dark fruits to get you going, and then maybe back on the beer. It is a, it's definitely a hangover, or not a hangover, it's a beer garden drink. That's sort of oh, weather yeah. is perfect for it. Yeah, you're not drinking dark fruits in a, in a snug in, in, on the 20th of December in, with the fire roaring beside you, let's just say that. No, what's the best snug you've ever been to? Oh, so we've been, I, I did a good few Dublin pubs uh, late 2019, and some of the snugs in Dublin are just unbelievable. Like, 
oh god like grave diggers is a great one um which i don't think they've used in years and i'm really excited to go back there Dotting and nesbitt toners is a great one walsh's and stony batter i know i'm just naming places now but a really interesting snug is there's a place called the royal oak it's in dublin it's just outside of dublin town dublin city a place called kilmainham and it's the pub isn't big the pub it just kind of stands by itself it's a great pub really good point of guinness uh anyone in dublin should make the trek out there the royal oak but the snow for some like their snug is like half the size of the pub it's so weird you walk into the pub it's probably about 10 meters of a bar very small you could maybe get 30 people in there and your man we did the review and your man goes do you want to do it in the snug it's like all right there's a snug in here the snug you could fit 20 people into the snug <laughs> and it's got it's got a, a a toaster a little toasty machine it's got board games connect four it's got like jenga it's got all these crazy random memorabilia it's it's massive you could actually you could have a party in there like and yep. it was it's a very random snow but it probably stands out in my mind as the most memorable the, the royal oak a toaster yeah <laughs> just i don't know why like you're not gonna bring fucking bread in your pocket but like just in case you do and that's <laughs> have the facilities for you uh, if you could yeah if you could go for a pint or if you could go on the session or if you could do a review with anyone who would it be can't be anyone else but dave portnoy um the founder of barstool sports he wouldn't know what the hell was going on but um because he's probably never even heard of guinness but like every and I, look, I don't want to like just say our oh, guru is just going to be barstool because you got to be original. But like a lot of the time when I am, see the thing about Dave Portnoy is he doesn't give a fuck and he's yeah. gotten, he's built barstool sports into the biggest media company arguably in the world because he doesn't give a fuck. And sometimes, yeah, he says shit that he shouldn't and it gets him in trouble. And there's even times where I've been like, Jesus, but you got to be like that. And I'm not, I'm nowhere near as mad as him, but there's times where, if I'm posting something and I say to myself, oh, maybe that's a bit like offensive or something, or maybe people won't like that. I think, what would Portnoy do? He wouldn't give a fuck. I post it and then everyone thinks it's hilarious. So he's just like 100% inspiration. Uh, I'd say my girlfriend's fucking sick of me talking about him. <laughs> but, uh, it's like your man Stan in the Eminem song. Yeah. But yeah, Dave Portnoy, but maybe a bit more Irish. I would love... Um, there's there's three like see i think lads would be way better than like you know like fucking so you got like you're like two johnnies and all like yeah. i'd hopefully love to like collab with them uh in the near future that'd be brilliant but they're in the media game i i would love to do it with someone like colomini or brendan gleason um or just l lads and like the, just the stories they would have and another one is liam cunningham he was in played sir davos in game of thrones and he actually retweeted i did like a, a poem about the reopening of the pubs like a month ago he retweeted it so i'm on his radar and he <laughs> to get him like just real old dublin like just old school dublin and someone like that would just be it's not even really for the fans just be for myself it would just be like i've gotten here do you know yeah so from this from next week onwards you're allowed back indoors for pints uh how are you feeling about that feeling good a little bit 
apprehensive. apprehensive cracking word mick um because like <laughs> i think i think we just kind of are more like sticklers for the rules down here than you mad bastards are up there like the, <laughs> when i went into the pubs in the north it was perfect for me it was just people now it wasn't like like even in Enniskill and all those lads they weren't all jumping all over me like they were sitting at their tables like but if it if it's gonna be like that oh my god I, I couldn't be happier but the fact that we've got all this fucking you need your COVID cert and you need to be vaccinated and all this shit which I personally think is gonna be an absolute disaster like it's one thing going into a restaurant okay 60s have the thing brand sit there brand what if you're you have a fucking pub with like 50 lads in the beer garden and they're all coming in to use the toilet and no one's showing and then you go into for a piss and ah, how are you johnny you sit down and have a pint and then if you expect publicans to try to run that shit you're an absolute idiot but i'm excited but i i don't know if i'm gonna get as good content as the place in the north but look i'm i'm optimistic and we're fucking there'll be there'll be content nonetheless yeah, so you're yeah. on the lookout for uh, for a new cameraman. Uh, is that is that sort of to take to give you more freedom to enjoy the pint and give a proper review, or is it just to give someone an opportunity? Or you know, how do first of all, how do you feel when you're sitting in a pub, you know, holding the camera to your face and talking in their microphone? Is there ever any sense of awkward, or do you sort of like you imagine not that anymore? You enjoy the pressure not anymore. Um, like all my early videos, I had a cameraman. I think if yeah. I was doing it vlog style early, I was just been like, God, I look like an idiot because I'm filming myself. I think it's it's at least if someone is filming you with a proper camera, people be like, oh, maybe he's like on RT or something, and they just leave you at it. But if you're vlogging, you just look like a wanker. Let's be honest, which I probably do, but like, fuck it. Um, the reason I, I I just think I need someone there. It's it's nothing to do with like me enjoying the point. Like I. I'll be honest, I only enjoy the point so much because at the end of the day, like it is, it's technically work as I know it just looks like I'm just sauntering around and I'm just drinking pints and having a crack. But like once the camera turns off, I'm fucking taking a picture, I'm tweeting it, I'm Instagramming it, I'm putting a story up, I'm fucking doing a million different things. So having a cameraman uh, would be great for the likes of when I went into chat into Charlie's Enniskill and like yeah. I can't capture it all when I'm holding the camera two feet away from my face whereas if I had a guy who would just whip the camera around um and yeah just take a bit of pressure off me in terms of like if I say if the one the barman comes up to me and starts talking to me like I'm just kind of like holding the camera here like the, the yeah. cameraman could just be getting it all and I just, I just it's purely just to improve the content yeah, as simple as that. I just think it'd be a million times better. And I'm trying to like take pictures of the points, and it's, it's a little bit too much going on, especially when you add in people are there knowing me and like all that sort of. Like when I went to Charlie's, with no hope I was going to be. I didn't do an Instagram story for two hours because people were like we thought you fucking died because I <laughs> it was just those two hours were just crazy. So just that sort of just to just to get more out of the whole thing, you know, capture as much as you can. So getting more out of it what are the plans going forward what are, what are the goals oh jesus um for now just yeah keep going with the guinness guru i am luckily lucky enough that like sponsors and stuff is not making me any way of a fortune but making me close enough to the wage i'm making as a painter decorator which isn't much 
So I'm just taking the leap and I'm saying, fuck it. It's not really a risk because the guy I work for would have me back in a heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, if I said to him a week later, I was like, kind of, it's no like, fuck off, you prick. You think you're great doing your Guinness thing. He's always known. I worked with him for five years. He's one of my good mates. He's always known. This is what I want to do. Um, And then I think once I have, because Guinness Guru only takes me a day a week to do, but I'm, I am making a little bit of money to sustain myself. And then I'll just, I have a million different ideas. I want to, I want to keep the guru name and just put it on a million different things. It could be just stuff that lads like you could have guru golf one day. You could have guru gambling, guru. Yeah. Sounds good. Sports, uh, anything, uh, even, or even just like a daily sort of, I love the idea of like a daily kind of radio show. Uh, it obviously wouldn't be live on radio because that's impossible. Well, just a, a sort of like guru radio or something like that where I can just like have a set time and record for a couple of hours and just put music in and stuff like that and just be like a regular radio show but not like if you listen to the radio now it's so shit like it's just brutal it's so PC and they can't say you can't curse and all this so yeah. I do think there's a massive gap in the market for uh, just that sort of thing and then you know you've got like down here anyway we've got like joe.e and all them but like again that they don't really have like these big characters like i'd love to build that sort of barstool idea where you've got these characters and people see them on the street it's like oh that's your man from guru like so even if it's not me it's someone else so that's the plan just build it and make make a lot of different channels and pages and most of them will fail but some of them will will do well and just fucking build the empire (laughs) well listen it's a it's well on its way. It's, you're off to a good start, shall we say. Um, this has been a pile, a pile of crack door. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate the time. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. That's actually, that's an hour. Uh, nearly, what is it, about 50 minutes? Yeah. That went really quick, so that means I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good enough. That's the best you. compliment I can give you. Um, and and. Lastly, Mick, what's you can cut this, but what's your or do you sure we can talk after? Yeah, uh, I'll ask you after. Thanks a million, Mick. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, and yeah, show some love to the podcasts. Go on the Mick Lab fella <laughs> up Arma. Arma for Sam. Good luck, folks. See you all in the next episode of the Mick Lab. I don't know about that. <laughs> Cheers. Good luck.